One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. This is Paige, the co host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving Olive in June. Olive in June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Um, this is Paul Hawksby and Albert Arbuthnot. Yeah, Albert Arbuthnot <laughs> joined us this afternoon. He sounds a lot like Andy. Uh, all will be explained, yes, of course, once we, once we get underway. Um, so you'll hear from me and Albert. Um, also, <laughs> Jeremy Nicholas joined us. Yeah. Uh, Jeremy uh, used to work here many years ago. He, he was did. at West Ham's PA announcer for 16 years. And in a week when there'd been a couple of a PA, mm. as Quinny would call them, Fox Pazzes. Yes. We thought we'd get Jeremy in on the perils of doing was, that job. He's very good. He's a ready wit. Yeah, he's a funny man. So I uh, hope you enjoy that chat about uh, PAs. So here it all is. Yes, a survey amongst Brits. Did you see this? Uh, being amongst the world's laziest people for exercising. Really? Yeah, it was done by the appropriate name Dr. Regina Guthold. <laughs> Great name. Is, is she a Guthold? <laughs> Probably a Guthold. Yeah. <laughs> you know is that really her name? Yeah, that's how it's spelled. I don't know how you pronounce it. G-U-T-H-O-L-D. Well, if you were called Guthold, how would you how would you pronounce it? You had a bit of a derby. Guthold. Yeah, of course you would. You'd be looking to change it, wouldn't you? Anyway, I'm, I'm, what am I today? Albert Arbuthnot. Yeah, now, Andy Jacobs, there was, we went to a, a, an excellent night at Lord's uh, last night. We went mm. and watched the uh, English Schools Cricket Association representative uh, team. Mm, terrific. Take on the MCC schools at Lord's. They've got some playing this year. The weather was decent. I cannot believe these kids are 16 and 17. Brilliant. So brilliant. Players. The cricketers are tomorrow. Excellent. It was players. a really good game. And so after that, well, we were very privileged, thanks to our old mate Dave English and the Bunburys, mm. to have dinner in the old long room. It's fantastic, isn't it? Well, it's, it always blows my mind every time oh, I go yeah, in no, there. It's, it's incredible. Yeah. It's that whole thing where you're kind of sitting there eating and you look behind you and there's the pitch and there's yeah. the, the, you know, the steps down from the pavilion. I love the artwork. I love all yeah, that. Yeah, it's, it's brilliant. Grace, it's really it? good, isn't it? But David uh, made a very nice speech, uh, uh, full of respect and love for the game and love for Lords and the MCC. It was a, a really nice words. Yeah. But in one part of it, he, 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 I, I tackled him about this afterwards. He said, yeah. uh, he said, I wasn't good enough like these lads to play here in 1965, but just 200 yards away at Abbey Road, I was recording with the Beatles yeah. and George Martin. I remember us, I remember us uh, making uh, 
Love me do, he says. And uh, there was me and Brian and George. I'm thinking, hang on, I was with Harry the Fish's dad. So it would have been about 12. Yeah, about 18. Where's this going? Yeah. I said to him afterwards, you would have been about 18. He said, I thought you might spot that yeah. one. The, yeah, but he's the floor just, in he's, it. He's so good at that. I mean, yeah. the rest of them, you know, the Bee Gees and everything, and Eric Clapton, that's all. I don't know why he decided. All the great things he's done and all the great yeah, things he's been that, involved those are with. true. He makes one up out of nowhere. But anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was, so I found this whole thing of name tags. Yeah, now there's a whole box of name tags that people had been to a do at Lords. Mm. It's got the, the the MCC crest above it yeah. and the name of the person. And Andy today is mostly being <laughs> Albert Arbuthnot. Yeah. Now, Albert, if you're out there, he, I, I, I don't know if that's good or bad that you want Andy walking around pretending to be you. He's got to be quite old, let's be honest. Well, Albert, well, not necessarily. Nobody young is called Albert it Arbuthnot. It might have been a baby's name tag. <laughs> the old names are coming back, yeah, the Winnies and the Elsies. I suppose that. Yeah, yeah, I suppose so, yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, we wondered if you've ever passed yourself off. If you've uh, and what name did you use? What name did you pluck from thin air? And not made, not when you were booked in the old Mickey Mouse situation. But it, it could have been when you were booked and you had to bit. come up with a name. And um, just tell us. It, you may look back on it and think, why did I come up with those two words? What that combination of Christian and surname when I had to quickly cover my backside. Or you wandered around saying, yeah, hi, Albert Arbuthnot. How lovely to meet you. <laughs> you don't look like an Albert Arbuthnot. Yeah, a lot of people say that. I wish I had his money. I uh, I did that. I was at a, I was in America. I was covering the NFL. And I was lucky enough to be invited to a pre-Super a Bowl party with Joe Montana, the famous quarterback with yeah. the San Francisco 49ers. And there were loads of people there. And I don't know why. There People were wearing name tags. And I, I decided I'd call myself Pete Rosell Jr., <laughs> Pete Rozelle was the, the yeah. head of the NFL, the commissioner of the NFL at the so time. So you pretended to be Pete, his son. <laughs> I, had to, I had to keep it up. People were asking me, why have you got How's an English... your dad? I said, well, You'll I was, be here I, in five minutes. I was educated in England. I've seen all this stuff. Why did you start? That's a long time ago. Lie. I mean, it was like 1988 or something like that. It was a long Could you long technically time have been his son age-wise? Would it have worked out? Yeah, I think I could have been his son, but you know, I, I had to carry the whole thing off, really, you know. Wow, once wow. I'd had the name badge, I think ideally you wouldn't have lied in the first place. But yeah, <laughs> I've got the name tag, Pete Rozelle Jr. <laughs> so anyway, um, give us your stories today. Passing yourself off, talksport.com forward slash HJ. Text two eight ten eighty nine or tweet to TSHJ. Gary Bloom or a psychiatrist would probably think that I, you know, it's because I prefer to be Arthur Arbuthnot. Than yeah, I would, it probably is. And Pete Rozelle Jr. They're yeah. both better than me. Yeah, I mean we don't know what Albert's story is. We're sorry. We're sure he's a really kind yeah, of solid, upstanding. But if, was it Albert? Arthur. Albert. I He's called him Arthur. Wait, that's his brother, Arthur. You're now claiming to be his brother that doesn't exist. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. Anyway, winner of the Massive Idiot of the Day Award. Is that, they, they still handing that one out? Oh, yeah. It's American Phil Brown, who basically ended up in hospital after setting fire to his Nikes in protest. Yeah. It's the Kaepernick campaign while wearing them. Oh, I hadn't thought that through. Have you seen, is. honestly, the, the photos are incredible. This bloke. <laughs> His feet, he said, look, I'm in hospital now. Look, yeah, not surprising. But he said, I don't care. Look at his feet. Look what he did to himself. Wow. Yeah, that's not great, is it? I mean, <laughs> he doesn't care that he set light the Nike socks or Nike shoes while he was. He tipped light the fuel over him, did he? And then just set light them. What a burk. Exactly. Yeah, yeah well done, Andy. I think he does definitely get that award today. <laughs> Thank you. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Over the weekend, there was a couple of... Uh, uh, PA announcer moments. The, uh, there was one, of course, in the Sheffield United Villa game, getting a bit of a tonking w with Villa. And uh, the PA announcer said, Unfortunately, 
There's only two minutes left this half. And Chris Wilder was quick to apologise. He said, I've dealt with that. It won't happen again. I apologise <laughs> to Steve and his players. That was unacceptable. Uh, then, again, pretty harmlessly, at the Watford Spurs game, uh, the PA announcer said, uh, tickets for our next home game against Manchester United, a long way behind us in the Premier League table, are on sale now. <laughs> but it, it just kind of draws your attention to the fact you have to be so careful. Such a fine line has to be uh, trod if you are a PA announcer. We speak to somebody now. I think 16 years, Jeremy, you did it? 16 years, I was the West Ham announcer, yeah. Jeremy Nicholas. Well, good yeah. to see you as always. Mm. Um, so, do you kind of, do you get any um, kind of parameters when you take the job on or not? Do they tell you what you can and can't do? No, not really. There, there was a, a time when we were in danger of getting relegated when I was encouraged to drop the H in West Ham. Right. Because, um, Jeremy, you don't sound very cockney. And I went, well, I'm sorry, my mum was a teacher, so she made, I was only kid in my school in East London that pronounced the H. Um, and so Chris Akabusi had to come in and do three games just before kick-off, just to G the crowd Which up. damn! Yeah, and he yes. had to do some very excited cockney shouting, and we got relegated. And I've never forgiven Akabusi for that. <laughs> but that's really the only guidance. So were you on pitch? The fans not during, not during the game. No. <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't allowed. He would be an on about yeah. fifty grand a week. I used to sit in the fifth row of the dugout. Oh, okay. So there's very much a pecking order. You've got the substitutes, then you've got the team doctors, the physios, yeah. sports scientists. Then I was in like the fifth row. So John even pre-match, I mean, the floor manager, he'd be there, yeah, wouldn't yeah. he, with the white yeah. hair you always see. Thumbs up with the rest. Pete Abbott, I suppose, is he on the pitch? Is he pre-match? Uh, no, uh, Pete. There's two people who do it. At Tottenham, oh, right. it's done in a different way. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Uh, you cover, you cover. We both. had we had uh, Neil Barnett just uh, left Chelsea after all these years. So you had, you had a, so and you had and Carl always, up in the, yeah, and you could always yeah. see him. So he could, you know, so if he wound up the opposition fans, which he loved to do, mm. then they could see him and give it to, back to him so did you I mean as I said that fine line of you want to get your own fans on side and that you want them to know that you're one of them which you were of course yeah. uh, but you don't want to annoy the other team well, or... like you, you don't want to annoy the other team so much that they, they beat you yeah. which I think is what Neil Barnett sometimes used to do at Chelsea. I mean, sorry, sorry to see him go after 30-odd years. But, um, I think... Well, West Ham have got quite a good record there, so yeah. it probably is. Yeah, um, so you, you, you don't want to be seen to be mugging off the other team, I mm. think is the phrase that yeah. the fans would use. But you are a fan yourself, so sometimes it's hard not to. So I always used to run a little filter through my head before I said anything stupid. Mm. But what... Where it gets a bit funny is that the the directors have to you know have sort of sandwiches and drinks afterwards with the directors of the other team, so they don't want to say anything, you to say anything that will embarrass them in front of company. It's a bit like you know when the yeah when when you've got guests come round and your mum and dad say don't embarrass in front of company. Yeah, it's <laughs> like that. Oh, okay. And yeah. did you announce goals? I mean, because you know, well, no, because I was the West Ham announcer, so it was very little. But... <laughs> 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 I mean, would, you, would you say if a goal was scored? Would you say? Would you have that solemn voice if there was a goal against yeah. West Ham? So, so it it would be like goal for West Ham scored by Andy Carroll. Yeah, and then goal for the other team scored mm, by. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Away. it's, it's really quite okay. funereal. Although I saw right. one somebody at QPR who was there a short time at QPR got a bit. Didn't realise that was the etiquette. And the third, and a hat-trick now for Newcastle, Andy Cole. And <laughs> yeah. all the QPR fans turned on him, unfortunately. Yeah. I did be... get told oh, off yeah. once for announcing a, an, the opposition scoring an, an own goal. Mm. I, I sounded too happy about it <laughs> yeah. when we played Coventry once. This bloke scored a brilliant own goal through his own net. And, yeah. uh, and I say, go for West Ham score by way! And everyone cheered. <laughs> and then I was told, no, you, you have to do a solemn voice if it's an own goal. It must be hard, because you're a funny man, Jeremy. And I think there must oh, be times you. you think of a line. You would think... You 
you think, I'd love to have said that mm. then. I really wish I could have. But you must have to bite your lip. Yeah, you do. You do sometimes. Remember when we had Jeremy Aliadier, mm-hmm. who's very hard to pronounce. Yeah. You know, everyone panics and goes, Adiele. He's yeah. Ali Adier. And the only way I could do it was to say, he's here, he's there, he's, ev- he's Ali Adier. <laughs> <laughs> the big good. ship yeah. sails. And when that he came on as a sub, I did that for the first time, coming on for West Ham. He's here, he's there, he's Ali Adier. Everyone cheered, and I thought, that's it, I've got to catch phrase now. Unfortunately, he was rubbish, and he had to go on loan. <laughs> but, <laughs> of course, famously filled in for uh, Carl at Chelsea. Well, you didn't I really got the sack in. before I even got a chance yeah. to speak. You realise you had to work the controls. You weren't just the man on the mic. You had to I actually know. move some faders. And... I said, I'm not doing this, I he so didn't know said, what he was doing. So they told me to go you, away. You don't know what you're doing. That does so surprise that was... me. I once got pinned up against the wall by Gordon Strachan. Really? Because West Ham had beaten Coventry in the Youth Cup final 9-0 on aggregate over mm. two legs. And um, there was there was 23,000 at the bowling ground and all the kids were, had run to, to get the seats in the new stand that had opened. Yeah. And they were worried about a pitch invasion. So I had the, the stadium manager says, you've got to keep saying every 10 minutes... Please do not come onto the pitch, otherwise the trophy will not be presented to the winners. Mm-hmm. Now, because we were 9-0 up on aggregate, just the last time I did it, I said, will not be presented to the winners, whoever they are. Oh. <laughs> Big cheer. <laughs> An hour later, Gordon oh. Strachan found oh, me in the in the uh, chairman's room and came and pinned me up against the wall and said, You've, I've got 16-year-olds crying their eyes out because of what you said. Oh. I went, oh, well, fair enough. It might Gordon, be the fact it, they lost 9-0. It might, might be because they yeah. lost 9-0 live on Sky. <clears throat> anyway, the chairman came and rescued me and sort of took Gordon away, and then he came back and said, well, officially, I have to tell you off for doing that, but actually, I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, so, I mean, do you still go to West Ham? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, not still... not every game. No, but, but uh, I mean, what do you make of the new place? It's compared? horrible. Oh, right. Yeah, it's horrible. <laughs> well, it's right, not, fair enough. It's horrible. It's not a football ground, is it? It's an athletics ground. Mm. Yeah, it's a dreadful place. Do you think it's being governed by the fact that the results have been so poor no. and they've been? You just think it's horrible. I just hate. I just think it's a horrible match day experience. Really? Mm. People th- people think West Ham fans complain because of the poor results. No, it's be- we've had poor results for years. We've yeah. grown up on poor results. It's just a horrible place for football. You can't see. Properly. I've only I've only been to one game there, and Chelsea won that night. But I thought the atmosphere while the game was in the balance wasn't that bad I mean it wasn't as bad as I was expecting it to be yeah but you're an ideal person to go a tourist going just once a season <laughs> but people well, it's true, it's true. I mean it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's a bit, it's yeah. a bit no, of a no, novelty not, isn't it no no yeah. I'm not disputing what you're yeah. saying just, and do you think that's true of the people that West Ham fans you speak to they all feel pretty similar to well that. it's certainly true of my postman yeah. He hates it. Well, he's a pretty good yardstick, isn't yeah. he? Yeah. He says to me, Jeremy, I just don't like going anymore. And I said to him, well, don't go. <laughs> and he went, yeah, but I feel really bad. And I said, yeah, well, I didn't go for about two years and I felt really bad. And then it, it's like coming off heroin. You, know, you, 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 get, used, you get used to it. So I mainly watch on the telly now and moan because you get a better view. Yeah, yeah, but that's true. Occasionally I go and think, oh, I ought to go. And then I go, no, it's horrible. Wow, it's we, strange, we were talking it? about Pellegrini earlier in the show and saying... Yeah, Paul thinks that perhaps his timing of his visit back to Chile could have been better. He's, he's basically decided, although West Ham have only got four players out on international duty, mm. that rather than sit and try and get the team right, he's gone back to Santiago for a... Yeah, you know, well, I mean, I'd, I'd be more encouraged if he'd bought a return ticket. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, no, we actually, we're not quite sure if he has. No, I think I think he will be all right. He'll turn us round. I mean, we, he's bought yeah. some cracking players. There's just too many all at once. Yeah, that's I mean, other teams have found that. Uh, Ian yeah. Dance has also been on the PA over the years. He said, I once announced that attendance at Birmingham versus Accrington by saying, tonight's attendance, 4,574. Names and addresses in just a moment. He said, it got a laugh. See, that's, that's not a, a nice one, Dance. That's yeah. not upsetting anybody, really. The... Um, before we let you go, though, you've just been mm. up in Edinburgh doing a, a show and you might be doing some more with it sort of elsewhere. Yeah, so I just had 29 days at the Gilded Balloon 
um, in Edinburgh doing a show called After Dinner Stories from My Disastrous Broadcasting Career. And it's just <laughs> all the horrible bits that went wrong. Some things that happened on this very station, probably in this very room. Mm. Um, mm. And, and now I'm doing a tour, which will start in January. Brilliant. That's okay. Fun. Well, look, uh, come and see us again. And, uh, yeah, and we'll, no, talk we'll talk a bit about the tour. extensively. And, yeah, right. that'll be great. Lovely, Lovely to see you, Jeremy. Thank you so much for coming. Jeremy Nicholas there on the perils of the PA announcer. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Good afternoon, uh, Paul Hawksby and Andy Jacobs uh, here on Talks. But Andy Jacobs, I just sort of watched him out in the office uh, just as the music came on after John's bullet. And he's wandering around like his hands behind his back, just just being a bit busy. You know, you've probably got someone in your office or you've had people in the office, TalkSport listener. It's a bloke sort of wanders about a bit with a bit of paper in his hand. I was regaling them with and my... And he's busy, he goes up to a desk and he'll say, oh, says, oh somebody said over there that uh, yeah. you, know, you might be leaving. And, uh, That's not well, true. I've, heard, I've, I've tapped him up on it and they're not definitely leaving, but they're thinking about it. And, uh, it's not good, though. They're really upset. And he's just busy, Andy. You're quite busy in the office, No, no, you, I was just going around regaling people with my impersonation of Anne Bond, the fine travel. Oh, OK. Really? That's, OK, well, I, I wouldn't have spotted that. That's no, you yeah. couldn't hear me doing it. No, I couldn't. Now, good news for Leeds fans. Should I bring you that? Yes, please do. The owner of the club has just met the Pope. Andrea Rabrizzani has just met the Pope. Mm. Uh, He says... I bet the Pope loves Bielsa. Oh, yeah. Well, he's got got a bit of a touchstone, haven't they? Mm. Uh, Emotional and unique moment to meet His Holiness. Um, He's copied him in, at Pontifex. (laughs) Not at Pontifex. That might have been better. (laughs) Is that his his Twitter account? Yeah. Yeah, Mm. there he is. 
Pope Francis at Pontifex. If, oh, you, if you want right. to get in touch, okay. He doesn't retweet many sort of cat videos, or anything. he's not following McFadden's Cold War, does he, which is the only one who isn't at the moment. He, he should do. He, he, it's great, though. Isn't yeah, it? it's very good. Does he retweet praise the Pope? <laughs> I don't know. It's quite interesting. I'll have a look. We'll have a look at him. Anyway, the good news for Leeds yeah. fans is Rad Rizzoni gave gave him a Leeds shirt. Oh no, he's got a lot of shirts now. The Pope. Yeah, you know football shirts. Yeah, yeah. Every you know people, everywhere he goes, people give but, him a football shirt. But this, he's, I don't know if he's blessed it. They've given him a shirt with his name on the back, mm. and um, he, but you know he loves Argentinian football, so he would have loved the old dirty Leeds side of the early. He's 70s. got a better memorabilia collection than Nigel Ray. I think he probably yeah. <laughs> yeah he has a lot got, of shirts. A lot of shirts. But he was probably talking about Paul Reaney and Trevor Cherry. How do you reckon? Gary Sprague, <laughs> of course he was, yeah. David Harvey. Remember when he threw that one in? Yeah, imagine having <laughs> the two of them having a right old chat. <laughs> yeah, that would have been Good fantastic, idea. yeah. John Morris uh, from Nuneaton in, in Warwickshire wrote yeah. to The Sun today with Did this. It? What a shame England star Alastair Cook is to hang up his bat from international cricket. Mm. Alastair is the only decent batsman we have, and I can't see who will take his place. Well, it's lucky you're not a selector then, isn't it? Yeah. Brilliant. That's not from Ed Smith. <laughs> I'd be more worried. <laughs> it would be. Wouldn't it, yeah. <laughs> e. Smith, London. <laughs> now, uh, mm. talking of cricket, yes. uh, there was an obituary today in the Telegraph for um, Rupert Webb. He's died aged 96. Good uh, age. He was uh, Sussex's regular wicketkeeper for much of the 1950s. Right, I don't remember him. But after cricket, he had a very interesting life. Mm. Uh, he was also he was a bit of a polymath. He was a photographer, a businessman. A model, as far as I'm singing the Pink Panther model. thing, <laughs> and an acrobat. Now, a photographer, a businessman, a model, and an actor. Really? And yeah, he. Um, but this is this tells you all you need to know about uh, cricket back in the day before mm. the big sponsorship deals and central contracts. Um, he, he started getting a bit of modelling work out of nowhere. So he looked kind of quite debonair mm. character, and he did one job for uh, Nestle. Uh, or Nestles, whatever you put. Max is listening because they've already had this argument today. Oh, really? uh, I'll say Nestle because there's an accent over the E. Yeah. So uh, I did, did a job for them. I always say Nestles, but it doesn't matter. Okay, yeah. well, sorry, that's not fall out. I'll put you outside. Um, involving uh, a three hour shoot which brought him £3,000, right? Nearly half of what he'd earned in 13 years as a cricketer. That's a lot of money. I know. That'd be six quite a lot half, of money today. Six and a half years in county cricket. Uh, or three hours work. He was probably Lord. thinking, blimey, I was in the wrong job. Well, um, he was in the wrong job. The interesting thing, these are some of the parts he played, Andy. Mm. Um, photographically, he was seen on the London Tube. Uh, in adver- uh, which, uh, yes, Also, he appeared as an angry mm. farmer on a tractor in a Conservative Party political broadcast. I bet we can find him. An American art dealer in French and Saunders and a customer in a Specsavers He's in French advert. and Saunders? Yeah. Oh, sure At the is. end of four weddings and a funeral, he is glimpsed as the father of Duckface. Uh, uh, not the George sp- Duckface, the great wiki keeper. No, not George Duckface. Um, <laughs> the sperm bride of Hugh Grant. But there we are, what a life. Yeah. Um, and of course, all those years he played county cricket, the gloves weren't as good as they are now. So you should do things like they get like two pieces of steak. Yeah. And they put it inside the I glove. doubt if he was a hand model. I doubt if he did a lot <laughs> of that. He but, definitely uh, wasn't a hand model. Well, he six and a half years' money yeah. in, in, in for three hours. Mm. Not so bad. Well, it's incredible, isn't it? It shows mm. how life has changed. Indeed. Uh, Prince William. Oh, yeah, he didn't ride the, the sun, did he? <laughs> no. <laughs> He's challenged Nick Knowles to a boxing fight. Now, 15 quid of my money for that, I'll tell you, pay-per-view. <laughs> would you pay-per-view that? Oh, I would. Yeah. I think, uh, well, I think Knowles would have a weight advantage, but I think uh, 
Prince Wills would have a, a reach advantage. So you're man. doing Taylor the Tape for this? Taylor the Tape. Why yeah. are they fighting? What's, what's, well, what's it, it, over? it was a, No, it was a very nice thing because they, they did DIY SOS, uh, the, the boxing gym near Grenfell. I think they, uh, if I, my facts exactly I call right. it Dysos, that show, not Dysos. <laughs> Hold on. Yeah. Uh, da, 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 da. Yeah, special, it was a special effort. Okay. Special episode. It was a nice thing to do, but I think probably quite jokey, but yeah. one of the papers has said uh, Prince William shocked TV host Nick Knowles when he Challenged into a boxing match. Can you think, Andy, of the last place uh, that would need a bouncer on the door? What kind of venue? What kind of building? Ooh, last place that would need. A... Where would you expect not to see a bouncer on the door? Mm, mother Care. <laughs> That's the old joke. <laughs> it is. Yeah. It? It just have a bouncer on Mother Care. Um, <laughs> Uh, no, um, I, I have another guess. I'll give you three guesses. Okay. No, that, that's not a bad guess. That's a good start. A church. Um, well, you know what? That goes on. That goes on Christmas Eve often oh, uh, yeah, these yeah, days. That's very true. People go for the old midnight good mass. Point. They've yeah. had a skinful, mm. and they rock up, and they want to come in. Yeah. And they do have bouncers on the door at mm. churches. So, sadly, that is a thing. You're not coming in here. <laughs> yeah, you're not coming in here. Sanctuary! Say, no, I think you've had too much, mate. But that is yeah. a thing. So, mm. but No, a library. This has happened in um, Kings Lynn, of all places. Mm. Um, they've had to put a bouncer on the library door. Why? Well, because um, antisocial behaviour, apparently. People go in there and eat. And they leave waste on computers. That's Why would they do that? Good, is it really? Really. Um, anyway, it's apparently uh, the Nor- Norfolk County Council said it's a short-term mm. move, but it's a bloke must stand there saying, "You haven't got a library ticket. You're not coming in." He must just yeah. Well, what a weird way of. I wonder if he's got his old his armband on. He said, "I'm doing a couple of. Uh, yeah, I'm doing a, <laughs> a couple I'm of doing the, I'm doing the old. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm doing the Yates's uh, Friday and Saturday night. I'm doing the library on Thursday. Yeah. Now, do you remember Monday? I told you the Daily Star with their fabulous weather. Surprise! You remember Monday? Really? No, I can't. They they said it was going to be a heat wave until Christmas. We joked about having barbecue in you know, like in Australia, putting oh, balls yeah. on the barbie and all this Christmas Day. Yeah. You know, uh, <clears throat> see, but it's like they they, they they wrote that on Monday, and it's today's Wednesday. And today's story, it's like Monday never happened. Mm. So it's Hurricane Fear, a storm set to blast British stores, not stores, shores. These are just words you're using. No, it says, if it happens, we'll see high winds and even frost by mid-September. So we've gone in two days. Yeah, we've gone from two days to a heat wave into December to frost in mid-December. Well, I, say, oh, make I, I saw that episode of Frost. It was very good. <laughs> <laughs> it was the Christmas special, wasn't it? Was it? Yeah, it was very good. Yeah, very good. Yeah, yeah. Excellent. Rita Ora wore an oversized shirt. No, still not news. Thought I'd just mention it it's, anyway. That's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Excellent. All good stuff. And some very interesting mm. stats about Harry Kane, which is quite fascinating, mm. really. And I was telling you on the phone this morning. Yeah. So a good piece in the Times. All of his stats since the ankle injury on March the 11th. I think it was at Swansea, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, all his stats are down, except for one. So, for example, his touches in the opposition... Or was it Bournemouth? It was Swansea. It was Swansea, yeah. Touches in the opposition box. Yeah. I think it was, anyway. Anyway, we're March the 11th. Touches in the opposition box, <clears throat> down by almost half. Shots on target, again, down by more than half. Total shots, ridiculous. Gone from 5.96 to 2.57. Yeah. But goals, the one stat that really counts, yeah. have hardly gone down. And that says quite a lot about him. Uh, before the injury, he was getting mm. 0.99 or virtually a goal a game. Mm. After the injury, still getting 0.8. Was Bournemouth? Because I, yeah, I, yeah, I just vitality, remember. Yeah, Bournemouth. Sorry, vitality, wasn't it? Yeah, that was it. Yeah. yeah. So there you go. So it's quite fascinating. It's quite a tribute to him that you know 
everything would be down and mm. everything would suggest, including your own eyes, that he's not playing particularly well. Not as well as he can. Mm, not as well as one, he can. One thing he's not doing, I mean, to mm. make the fall of it, the goal he did score at Wembley recently was exactly what I'm just about to describe. But often he's been so good outside the box of one touch, gets the ball out of his feet and hits it before the goalkeeper sets. And he scored a lot of goals like mm. that. He's doing less like that, but I think he's a bit more of a mark man these days. They get around the ball much quicker. When he's on it, because they expect him taking to do it. less shots. He, the, yeah, well, that's before clear, he got injured, he managed it in twenty-three times in the previous forty-two <clears throat> matches. More than five shots in a game since the injury. N- no games has he had five shots at goal. But you know, he, he's 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 pretty good at reinventing himself, and he'll probably go out and score half a dozen goals the way I've just described <laughs> it in the next few I, weeks. I just think it's so. such a tribute to to a great player that when he's not playing as well as he can, he still, still gets doing. goals. Yeah, yeah no, it's very true. There we are, that was this afternoon's show. Are you going to continue with the Albert Arbuthnot um, Well, I will deception? because it's covering up a hole in my sweater. Uh, <laughs> you're not going to wear that when we're just off to him, we're just off for a meeting. You're going to wear that there? Well, I might do. That's I've got to weigh it up. You're what's think wor- you're quite what's worse, being called Albert Arbuthnot or having a hole in your sweater? Well, 08717 <laughs> That's true. a big question. We should have done a poll on that. We should. Uh, anyway, we'll see you tomorrow. I'll make Laura Wright, anthem singer to uh, rugby, football and anybody else uh, will be joining us. Have a good evening. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.